0: Hello everyone, and welcome to yet another episode of Zip Radio Podcast powered by Accelerate. In today's episode, me and my co-host Vinayak Zogrekar are chatting with Nikhil Varvekar, who is the Associate Director of Engineering at Accelerate on Angular Flex Layout. Angular Flex Layout is a popular standalone library for designing sophisticated layouts. So welcome onward Vinayak and Nikhil. Thank you Madhura. Thanks for the introduction. And we have been, as developers, doing layouts For so long, and here's something that I'm really excited about. So Angular Flex Layout is a new tool, and Nikhil is going to talk about that. You know, we have a number of layout libraries. Basically, at the root of it, it is DOM manipulation that is what happens finally. So, is this different or is it the same? It's still same. So Flex is
1: extension or a specification into CSS so that's a new way to lay out the components if we just talk about the layouts overall right as you are saying about uh, different libraries or different ways to do it so back in early days we used to use table as a medium to place a layout everything so if we go back like yahoo mail that had complete table based design Then we had the different uh, devices and different resolutions coming into picture. Then the major milestone will be like, uh, we can call it as bootstrap, where we had uh, those column-based layouts and everything. And then there was evolution of the mobile and different layouts where we had responsive. So we have been going through a lot of changes, evolutions on the layouts. So Flex is uh, what currently where we are using it. And which is like being used at multiple places as well. So what major factor in the Flex is it allows container or the parent to lay out or decide how the layout of the child elements is that way. So that's the main I thought behind.
0: If I remember sometime back, just the way you are describing that there is a outer kind of container, which is mm-hmm. like a class and the inner container, which is contained within that is a subclass. It inherits the properties of the parent class in the subclass, right? Yes, yes, correct. So, but that was available before. I mean, if I remember as long, so what's new about, because I remember that like 20 years back, the Java layout library, it had the same features, right? Yes.
1: So inheritance is there and it's still as it is, but this is mainly from the layouting point of view. Like usually what we have is, let's take example of a toolbar. Right? So we have all the buttons which are placed into one after another and then with a specified gap. Now, if we had to do it in the old kind of way is we'll have a table with those many columns and then we'll do that. Or in case of bootstrap we'll or the like, column-based uh, grid system, so we'll do that in a column-based. Now, then aligning, adjusting width for everyone, each element as the size changes, media queries and everything. So what Flex is giving us is we can define that let's say how those are arranged in the sequence. Then we can have the width, so it can occupy the full available width or how much that can be specified. A gap. So it's a new way of writing it. Now earlier, like some places, we had to shift using floats or inline divs and everything, so which was creating like let's say issues somewhere. So that flex addresses specifically
0: right so let me just replay what you just said that what i heard was that you know initially let's say if you had a table kind of thing then you had to actually manage physically the uh, components that go in respective columns of the table and actually you know size them properly and leave enough space between them and all that you had to do manually and To some extent, that problem was solved by Bootstrap and libraries that came after that. But Flex provides additional flexibility on top of that. So let me describe the problem that often we face today where, you know, getting the layout right is really a challenge. Is because of the variety of form factors that we have today, Uh, you know, does Flex improve the responsiveness in the sense that stop showing or hiding some things which are otherwise going to be shown? And you also mentioned media queries and other things. So does it automatically fire media queries in the background? Flexbox like
1: layout or the CSS that is independent of media queries. So we can combine Flexbox and media queries to make the responsive layouts and everything. That's there. So Angular Flex layout, which is the library for Angular. So that provides all this in one library where we can have responsiveness as well as Flex layout, which can be used that way. So that's where that library comes into the picture and helps out. So it becomes declarative. Now, if we just go through the flex layout or flex box layout, so there are a lot of say things into it, or terminologies. like there is a main axis, there is a cross axis, then there is a like a main size and everything. So it, it's basically how the components are placed, that is the main axis, and the other axis is called as cross axis that way. Mm-hmm. So those are a lot of different terminologies that we have to use. When mm-hmm. we are working uh, with Flex uh, mm-hmm. that way. Now, that becomes too much for any developer or UI person to remember. Mm-hmm. So, what this Angular Flex layout gives is a declarative way of using it. Make sure that the appropriate styles are applied and then it mm-hmm. becomes easy. So, that's where that responsiveness
0: is. Right. So, appropriate styles are applied, uh, meaning you still have to build a style sheet like CSS for that? In this
1: Flex, Angular Flex Layout. So all those styles are applied inline directly to those DOM elements. So the library itself doesn't have its own CSS. So it's that way pretty lightweight. And since everything is inline, it's better. It has more specificity as compared to the any themes or in everything. So those are directly
0: applied. So inline meaning instead of having a .css file, it will be a part of the JavaScript. No, it will be part of
1: the HTML elements only. So it will be using the style attribute of DOM elements and Mm -hmm. that's where it will be rendered. So it will set the display as flex for the parent and then set the direction and how the uh, items are placed or aligned.
0: So those are directly set over there. Okay, but the library itself, like, you know, do you have that? running on the client as such i mean uh, the entire thing is happening inside the browser on the client uh, side yes now uh, with this angular flex layout
1: library perspective so it's a javascript library which uh, provides directives where which we can use and mm-hmm. then it those directives appropriately add style attributes to the dom element like how we are defining the layout or alignment of the flex items and everything so that way so javascript library runs within the browser and uh, that's what is responsible to do it but this library also has um, responsive things added to it so probably will once we are done with flex probably we'll go over there
0: right right yeah so in my high level understanding there are libraries which actually manipulate the way your pages are rendered in real time, based on the interactions which the user has in the browser. To that extent, whatever is the way it works on the client side is defined as there is no further interaction with the server. There is no additional information coming from the server which will change the layout, etc. So, whatever is there is there on the client side. And then there are other uh, behaviors where part of the rendering is determined by what response you get from the server and, you know, for the lack of uh, better. So it is some callbacks that come which determine, like, uh, you know, the way the layout will be rendered on the client side and the way things. So there is some logic that runs on the server. So what uh, I understand here is that all the things that are happening in flex, are happening on the front end. So there is no amount of uh, flexibility that is offered on the back end depending on what. So it's basically the JSON that comes and it is rendered here or the uh, whatever is coming as data that is being rendered here. There is nothing coming from the server in terms of the. Uh, you know, the way the rendering will happen, part of it as a CSS or part of it as DOM manipulation as a, a, a you know, a JavaScript, if you will.
1: Yes, that's right. So this uh, flex layout is US uh, specific and ren- runs directly on the browser that way. Yeah. Mainly responsible for rendering the contents or how those are placed. Uh-huh. That's what it is responsible for.
0: So isn't inline. Style sheet. Uh, I mean, instead of having the style sheet as a, a standalone, you're saying that this style sheet gets integrated with the HTML page itself, right? I and mean, you don't have a separate mm-hmm. CSS. Yep, that's right. So whenever that directive runs,
1: it goes and updates the host element or that div. That okay. These are now. This is how you should render your child elements. So those
0: are set as a HTML attribute. So there was a level of uh, abstraction offered by CSS that you could take a CSS file and then apply it to multiple, like, you know, I did a particular style for my entire website and I might have 10 or 20 web pages for which I apply the same CSS and I see them following the same look and feel and layout, right? So that abstraction of CSS is what i loved about css because then i could use the same css and be uh, assured that i will have the same look and feel now if your css is not there and if it is a part of the html how do i get the same look and feel
1: that's uh, definitely interesting uh, point over here so there are like two uh, things into this uh, css as well so one is the layouts and other is how we represent those maybe its colors fonts different font weights font sizes etc so those are separate so those we still get those consistency using themes and others now from the flex side it's mainly about how those items are placed within the container now those can be again like we can have a css which defines that okay i have a list and then list item as two class And then in a list, it always has the flex direction as set as like columns. So we have everything one below another. And whereas there could be something like carousel kind of thing where there is one after another on the horizontal axis. Those can be created. And people have been using flexbox that way now this angular flexbox what it gives is it has that typescript support then it has a responsive api where we can use like as you were saying about getting that json data and doing some manipulations on the ui side. so now some cases you may want to show something on the ui and hide in like based on some condition so those for that we have directives like ngif and that but then it can go all beyond that, okay, so we, I want to show it on the small screens or large screens that way. So those are some additional features which we get like with the library.
0: Right, right. When did it come into existence and some history about it? I mean, why and when did it come into existence? And like Angular has a support of Google, is it coming out of Google? Yes, so Angular Flex Layout is part of the Angular project itself,
1: though it's not like packaged with the Angular. But it is still widely being now used at Google as well, and it is maintained as part of Angular project. So that's an advantage that we get. So this Angular Flex Layout is backed by Google or Angular team. We can specifically. This started so there with Angular JS as well. There was a Flex implementation, which was out there. But then it was on uh, different lines, as you were saying about creating CSS. And um, uh, so it was from that angle. Now, with the Angular framework, so when we have all the components and everything and TypeScript based, so this new Flex layout follows that approach and it has more directives, declarative way of uh, defining the layouts and handling like all the styles and everything which is out there. So this started with uh, after Angular Angular came into the picture,
0: so this specific library. So is there any popular, like people talk about React, they talk about Facebook. So, you know, there is something that you can see publicly available where uh, a library such as React is in use. So is there so- something where uh, you know you have Flex layout library in use uh, that we can see.
1: Flex layout is I need to find out that example specifically, but uh, it's probably uh, used a lot of places where we need like, again like coming back to those layouting problems, right? So whether it's just the toolbars or uh, the menus which are out there on the left side on that way or the cards which we show. That uh, there, but I need to get specific examples.
0: Yeah, I mean, uh, since it is coming out of Google, Google must have used it somewhere, right? So yeah,
1: Google is using it. Flex, just let's say, if we just talk about flexbox layouting, so that's widely used, and it is also used in like Facebook and all those mm-hmm. all the other applications. If you talk about specifically Angular Flex layout library, it's used with Angular applications, also with Google. Now, if we talk about Angular material, which is a component library for Angular, so they are not directly using Flex, they are handcrafting the Flexbox layout. The only reason is it's a component library and they want to have everything content. So like something dependency and which they didn't want it to have. But there are some integrations which are possible with the material as well, Angular material.
0: So Material 2.0 or with old material?
1: Material 2.0,
0: Angular Material. Okay. You know, if I have to learn, if I'm an Angular developer, so what should I do? I have to pick up this Flex layout. So what should I do? Are there any resources that I can look at and how long does it take for me to pick up?
1: Angular Flex Layout is part of Angular GitHub repository. So it's uh, github.com slash angular slash flex layout. So, where uh, and slash wiki will give you all the documentation and everything around that. Also, on the same page, there is a demo uh, which is out there. So, which can give you like uh, what you see, what you get kind of editor where you can play around with the options. And then it gives you code as well, like, okay, so if you want to have, say, horizontal layout where everything is stretched to the Mm -hmm. available width, so it gives you that code and you can just copy paste. So that's easy way to do it. With the editors in place, like Visual Studio Code. So what we have is there are uh, some plugins which can give you those uh, snippets for the flex as well, so which can make developers life easy. And they can just type in and it prompts you, like, what are the things which needs to be filled over there?
0: Mm
1: -hmm. These are two easy to go resources.
0: If I have Visual Studio, I can actually create a layout and, you know, see the convert it to Angular Flex. Yeah.
1: That's right. So in Angular, what we have is template in that HTML template, we can uh, use those snippets to generate the attributes, like in case of flex layout. So the attribute will be like fx layout equal to row. So which is like the layout is in a row direction that way. So it can generate that attribute for us and then we can start from there.
0: In terms of field of development, You know, generally speaking, if I were to compare it, other libraries, how fast it is, once as a developer, I have learned this, is it in terms of development speed, any faster, slower, how does it compare? Or what are the main advantages that I may have to think about besides, of course, uh, not having to mess around with CSS? Yeah. So that's actually biggest advantage.
1: Yeah. So you don't have to know what CSS to be applied and where, whereas you can just define those directives and uh, get it done. So yeah, that way uh, it is easy learning curve will be small over here to learn. So what you need to just know is what you want to achieve, like how you want to build that layout that way. So it's easy to get started and as, let's say, the layouts get complex, so then only thing what you have to be cautious, like how you divide your layout into
0: parents and that way. Okay. I would say that for those who are not that good at CSS, they should definitely take a look at this. That would, This could be a faster way for the developers to render what they want in a very quick manner and when it becomes too complex, maybe then uh, they have to worry about it, but otherwise, For general simple layouts, they don't have to worry about uh, CSS themselves. Yep, that's true. All right. Anything that I didn't ask you that I should have asked, we have three more minutes.
1: With this Angular Flex layout, one thing which uh, I like most is, again, the way you were saying that about messing out with CSS, one additional advantage is the responsive API or the directives which has the responsive built-in to it. Like, uh, let's say if you are doing layouts, which is a horizontal layout for a large screen, but for the small screen like mobile, we want a vertical layout, like column layout. So where it goes on the like vertically it becomes easy so we just add pref- uh, suffix for the small layout and then uh, we can specify that for small it is row direction for large screens like column direction so that is really easy which is out there and then it applies to all the flex layout attributes whether we can hide certain things for a certain uh, layouts or mm-hmm. if you want to do something like let's say all the layouts which are less than medium or which are less than the large so they have this attribute So has that GT, LT and SM kind of Mm. those are pretty good to use uh, features. So again, like you don't have to remember media queries, what to write and what is the small screen, what is the large screen. Those are defined into Angular Flex layout and then we can make use of it. So that's also advantage for a person who doesn't know that, Okay, what to be used. So these numbers are calculated based on all the available usage patterns that way.
0: Wonderful. So this is extremely developer friendly and I appeal to the audience that they should take time to just try out Angular Flex library and see the layouts and see the magic that Nikhil just told us about. So thanks Nikhil. Thanks for being on this podcast, Zip Radio. And it was wonderful to have you today. Thanks Vinayak. Thanks Vinayak. And thank you Nikhil for taking the time out today to join us. Thank you everyone for tuning into this episode. For more information on product engineering and digital transformation, visit our website, accelerate.com. Thank you.